Hello, and welcome to Everyday Strength, a podcast where we talk to real people with real stories about strength and fitness in their everyday lives. I'm Katie Feely, your host and the owner of Power Plant Gym, and today we're talking with Ian Snyder. Ian has been lifting since he was about 15 and dabbled in a few different strength sports. He has also through-hiked the Appalachian Trail, which we will explain in a little bit, and he has a PhD in particle physics, which we will attempt to explain, but I'm not sure how... Uh, how fruitful that will be, but we'll talk about it. Um, Ian, welcome to the podcast. Uh, let's start. How did you first get into lifting? Yeah, thank you for having me. So um, I started lifting a bit more seriously when I was 15, but I was actually introduced, uh, you know, maybe indoctrinated, you might say, uh, younger. So I had a, um, an uncle who played uh, high school and college football and later played for the Canadian Football League. Um, so when he came back uh, from from Canada, he opened a gym um, in my hometown. So I remember um, being a kid and being around um, as they're moving equipment in and getting set up, and uh, uh, yeah, just being in that that atmosphere. Um, uh, he also had you know some promotions, and I remember uh, he got uh, Ted Arsini to come somehow. Um, for anyone who doesn't know who that is, he's a professional wrestler and the first person to bench over 700 pounds with a bench shirt on. Um, so I have an early uh, childhood photo of Ted Arsini holding me and my sister. Um, so I'll, have to, I'll have to dig up for you. Um, I don't remember too much of him besides that he ate uh, an absurd amount of spaghetti. So if you want to bench 700 pounds, you have to eat a grotesque amount of pasta. Um, so yeah, and then once he closed his gym, he moved a lot of the equipment into his basement. So I would go over, he lived really close, so I'd walk over and you know lift weights as like a six, seven year old um, in his basement. Um, and it was fantastic because it was a lot of like the eighties equipment. So, you know, there's the bench press, but there's also like, you know, the chest exercise with the handles and the coil in the middle you have to bring in. And some weird machine that would put you into a split and kind of like ratchet your legs apart. Um, just things that would not fly uh today things that would definitely cause a lawsuit but it was it was the 80s and 90s uh so that's what we had um so that's really where yeah i first uh first at least got introduced um to uh to strength training <laughs> so you've come uh you've come a long way from the thing with the coil in the middle and the thing that forces you into a split um <laughs> and now now doing some like actual legitimate lifting with with barbells and and 21st century tools um but along the way, uh, I know you moved a bunch of times, you spent some time overseas, you were at different schools pursuing your various levels of higher education. Did you find it hard to keep up with lifting and training while you were moving all over the place? And if so, what did you do to remedy that? Sure. Um, so we moved to Florida um, when I was in middle school and I didn't really start lifting again until um, I was about 15, like I mentioned before. And uh, I just joined the local Y um, and looked there. Um, I think the hardest part was just getting there since so I was 15 and taking the public bus. Um, but it was not an intimidating atmosphere, which is nice. It was me and a couple other friends and like 60, you know, 70 year old uh, people, you know, uh, working out. So it was very uh, uh, welcoming in that respect. Um, Either way, I mean, no gym is actually intimidating. So you just have it in your head that's going to be intimidating. Um, and then, you know, going to um, undergraduate, I mostly, you know, used the college gym. Um, moving around, I'd find a local gym and get a short-term membership or something if I had to. Uh, and then going to graduate school, um, 
again, I used to college gym. I think the one thing I was nervous about was when um, I uh, worked at CERN for a year. And I think most people, when they're talking about moving to the France, Switzerland area, would be concerned about like opening a bank account and finding a place to live. My first thought was where was I going to work out? Um, so fortunately, CERN actually has a powerlifting club um, that there's a, a scientist uh, who worked there who uh, is a, was a competitive powerlifter and set up this club. Um, and it had the, they had the basics of what you needed. Uh, I think they have since expanded uh, the gym. But at the time, it was uh, kind of a big closet. So there was a bench press, a squat rack, and a deadlift mat um, and a back machine. And uh, you had to sign up online to go in because only about five people could fit physically in the room. And you couldn't, uh, you know, one, per- one person couldn't bench press and one person couldn't deadlift at the same time because the bars would clank together. Uh, so I've heard that they've since expanded it. Um, but it was, actually, it was actually a lot of fun working there. Um, yeah, and then uh, working in another lab, national lab, they had a, uh, a gym there. And so coming back to the Pennsylvania uh, area was when I had to find a gym on my own. Um, so I Googled uh, strongman gym near me. Uh, at that point, I was interested in uh, getting in a strongman and saw the power plant uh, gym. There's even a Groupon at the time for CrossFit classes. Um, yeah, so I joined yeah, the power plant and haven't looked back since. So that was, that was the biggest uh, challenge, I guess. <laughs> So we've upgraded uh, your equipment at this point and upgraded out of a closet to uh, the scenery in Delco though, probably isn't as great as it was when you were in the- It's true, you could look at the Alps while you walk through the gym. That that was nice, that was a nice perk. Yeah, Delco is no Alps, but we do what we can. Mm -hmm. You also have climate control, which uh, wasn't available in the closet. So that's nice. If it's not the Alps, at least we have have some sort of heating. Um, so in addition to lifting, you also through hiked the Appalachian Trail, which for people who don't know, basically what that means is you start at the Appalachian Trail is, um, how many miles is it? About 2,200 miles. 2,200 miles. So you start at one end and you walk from one end to the other end, um, straight through. So hence the, the through hiking. So, uh, Ian has also through hiked the Appalachian Trail, and what, so that's obviously very different than lifting. What does that involve physically and mentally to be able to do something like that? Yeah, yeah, so um, it's a little similar for starting um, in some ways, because you really, you just need to be able to walk. Uh, as long as you, you can do that, you can join a gym or start the, uh, you know, the Appalachian Trail. Um, and, you know, in, it's kind of uh, similar, you know, in the same way, you just have to, you have to get yourself there. And that's the biggest challenge. So you have to get yourself to Georgia, or you have to find a gym and join and just get yourself to go there. Um, but yeah, the Appalachian Trail is much more of a, um, I, I say it's much more of a mental uh, challenge. You can start slow and build yourself up to bigger and bigger miles, um, upgrade your equipment if you need to. Um, uh, yeah, just as long as you stay healthy and keep, uh, you know, determined to finish, then anyone can do it. You had um, people out of college starting it, you had retirees starting it and finishing it. Um, uh, yeah, so in that way, it's more of a mindset um, than a physical challenge. 
Do you find that mindset similar to a, a training mindset too, like in the gym, or is it a different kind of way that you have to look at it than you would with, with something like strength training? Uh, it's a little different because um, for one thing, it's something you have to do every day, um, or at least most days if you're going to finish. Um, and it's also an endpoint. So with training for me, there's no endpoint. Like this is going to, something I'm going to do the rest of my life. Uh, with hiking, even though it takes so long to get there, you know that there is an end, um, which is surreal when you actually do get there. Um, it could be a mental challenge in a different way of, oh, what do I do now? Uh, That's but, right, yeah. How long did it take you to finish the whole thing? It took me five and a half months. So that's just five and a half months straight through of hiking from you did Georgia to Maine. I did. Yeah. Most people uh, do that. Um, so in your, in your non-fitness life, you studied particle physics um, in like two sentences for people who don't know anything about particle physics. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit like, what is that? What does that mean? Um, but not the title of your dissertation because I don't understand any of those words. <laughs> uh, basically, you're looking at things that compose um, the most basic building blocks of matter. So you're looking at um, uh, quarks, um, you know, electrons, muons, um, that kind of thing. Uh, I worked at the uh, at CERN with the Large Hadron Collider. Um, so you smash protons together, and um, I was looking for a theoretical particle. So so you smash particles together with very high energy and you have E equals MC squared. So you can create very massive um, particles that aren't uh, stable in uh, everyday life. Um, so you study these particles and look for new phenomenon or get better measurements of phenomena we already know about. So when people think about someone that's been introduced to the gym when they were a kid, started lifting when they were 15, plans where they go based around where the gym is gonna be, they don't also think about someone that can explain particle physics. Um, so I think that you are super qualified to answer questions of lifter stereotypes and, and what you've seen in terms of, like I know for, for us and at Power Plant, like oh, so many of the people are really super smart and mostly we hear the stereotypes of like meathead, gym bro, like big dumb guys, but most of the people that I've encountered are not like that at all. Um, and they tend to be very intelligent and well-spoken and fun to be around. And I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit about like different kinds of people that you've met or stereotypes, or if you start talking about something super smart in the gym and people are like, huh? Or vice versa to your particle physics colleagues and you tell them that you lift, is that what they expect from you? Because I guess that kind of works both ways. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's definitely a stereotype with the type of people you expect in the gym. And I think I'm a little guilty of that myself. I remember uh, having a friend in high school who was on the football team. And then when I looked him up later, I'd seen that he'd gotten a PhD in mathematics. And I was like, what? I didn't know about this. Um, uh, yeah, you meet yeah, all kinds of people. Um, definitely a lot of... Uh, when I went to grad school, I got a lot of physicists to go with me um, to the gym. Um, a few have continued going. Um, uh, yeah, I, really, I tend to not talk about particle physics in the gym if I can avoid it. Uh, it's kind of an escape in that way. Um, but 
yeah, people, I think people can tell that I work out by my physical appearance. Um, but I think it is still a bit unexpected. Um, uh, yeah, when I talk about it, um, or talk about, you know, competitive, you know, powerlifting, competitive strongman, that kind of thing. It's the, that's what they want to talk about before they want to ask me about physics. Yeah. And I know like we have so many, there's so many people that I have met and worked with that work in a, like an office setting. Um, some of them at, at very high levels in their companies and they go in and a lot of times what they end up talking about in like a business meeting or a, a client lunch, they start talking about lifting and strongman. And they're always like, clients want to see their videos of them pulling trucks because it's just something that is interesting and they people don't realize that like really anyone can train and do this stuff um and they're expecting it to come from like like I said like big gym bros and not like regular people that have regular jobs and and can also do this stuff at the same time so it's always kind of a fun like party trick too there's plenty of party tricks in strongman for sure. I actually have it on my, uh, you know, I have an interest section on my resume um, and I have powerlifting astronomy on that. And yeah, that's what, yeah, people want to talk about when they meet me. And then, you know, they will say like, oh, I could, I could never do that. Like, oh, I would definitely hurt myself. And I say like, no, 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 like you can, you can do it. Uh, yeah. Yes. Be the advocate that says you can, <laughs> you yeah. can do this and you don't have to be some kind of like crazy person uh, <laughs> to be able to get in the gym and do stuff. Um, so now that we've talked about a little bit about what you do for your, for your career and school, um, and a little bit about what you do for physical activity and strength, what kind of impact do they have on each other? And specifically the impact that the gym and strength training has had on your, um, your academic life, your career or your home life? Uh, sure. I think it's, um, definitely a welcome reprieve from you know the the grind of whether you're in school or you know have a career um just like a mental break like almost um like meditation or something so it's, it's hard to feel stressed about you know your job or school when you have you know 300 pounds on your back you know what you're thinking about is that 300 pounds um i've been doing it long enough personally that i don't notice some of the effects it has on my life until i need to stop doing it for a couple of weeks for some reason and i find that yeah i, I can't focus quite as well. Uh, I don't have as much energy. Um, you know, I don't sleep as well. Uh, I can get a little moody sometimes. At some point, my wife is just pushing me out the door saying, just go to the gym and I'll see you in a few hours. <laughs> it's amazing how many people I've met that have the same thing where their spouse is like, I think you really should just go to the gym. <laughs> like, you need that kind of therapy. Like, it's, it's great when your significant other can, can acknowledge that and and be supportive of it and see that that positive impact too you're not the only one that gets kicked out of the house to go to the gym don't worry good to hear <laughs> um and then kind of building off of that what do you think is the biggest thing that strength training has brought to your life as a whole um probably just being more comfortable with yourself um definitely you know you're more um confident and you know situations um uh yeah you just kind of feel better about yourself and people um a lot of times will treat you differently i think um when you're when you're fit and when you're confident um you know they just seem to like i don't know, may have a little more respect or something for you i don't know what it is and then 
you have more respect for you. Because when you can deadlift and squat and move things around, there's not a whole lot else that's going to get in the way. Yeah, it's probably what it is. They can probably, you know, sense that you have <laughs> respect for yourself. Uh, as long as you're not like a narcissist about it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, I think that falls into the stereotypes, right? That we're trying to break. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it is possible to lift and be confident and also not be an asshole. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. don't like flex the people in your job interviews and stuff yeah not generally recommended talking about strongman recommended flexing not recommended if anyone's taking notes from this on uh, how to do a successful job interview <laughs> there's one bit of advice i can give to people that's it don't flex at your boss <laughs> and uh on that note we are going to wrap up this particular episode of everyday strength so thanks ian for joining us Thanks to you for listening. And if you want to share your story of everyday strength or learn more about what strength training can do for you, just shoot me an email. It's katie at thepowerplantgym.com. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm Katie Feely, and I'll talk to you soon.